Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. I am the only man that can cure the world by speaking words. Black art, the Almighty. Blacker than a panther, blacker than Atlanta. Open like the starry dark background of Saturn. Mighty like the builders of the pyramids in Africa. Stronger than the Afro larger than Alabama. Deeper than your soul, blacker than a black Santa. Wild as Larry Davis is when he can give a damn. Or a fuck motion like a slave ship slicker than a pimping hoe getting dope slicker than a macro. Super fly flyer than a super fly anthem. Kids, get your popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space Viking. Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spook too soon. Jane? ex-girlfriend what's it been like three four years <laughs> eight years seven months and six days give or take am i uh sensing feelings well <laughs> <laughs> you're right the only ones who gods care about is themselves so this is my vow Oh God, she'll die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. It's just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. You are not like the other gods of kill. Life's something worth fighting for. Let's see who you are. I take off your disguise. And flip. Oh, you flip too hard, damn it! Shall we help him? And eventually, grape. So first off, I just want to say, I get it. You get what? High school. Kamala. Kamala. Another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some kind of weirdo. You are a weirdo. Boys. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. But you're staring out the window in your little fantasy land. Kamala, hey. 
Already? Really? Come on, like... Do I have to figure out my whole future before lunch, or is like... Maybe they're right. I spend too much time in fantasy land. That is not you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City. You saved the world. That's a fantasy, too. Something happened to you? You know why? Did you hear something? Kamala? What does it feel like? Cosmic. I always thought I wanted this kind of life. But I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? also known as the Midnight Syndicate. And we're going to be getting into some news and notes, some general house cleaning, stuff like that there. So first of all, we're going to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. The movie came out last week, made all the monies, and of course, being Marvel and making all the monies, all it did was cause a lot of fanboys to be highly upset and suspect about everything. So... I remember talking to someone recently, I think it was my boss, because he's one of us, us as in geeks. And I said, there was gonna be a time when the geeks were gonna inherit the earth, and now we're living in it. And I don't know, are we the worst for it? What do you think, Cam? It's, it's pretty much just like the toxic fandom is everywhere if you want to actually call it that. But, um, it's, yeah, we're, we're now, well, the movies and the stuff that we always love is now the popular thing. And I don't know if it's, some of that is people trying to gatekeep and say, hey, I love this from the beginning. Now I'm just like, you want to jump on the bandwagon. So, it's good in the aspect of we've always been there and there's right. more people getting into it but still also negative ways of why not just enjoy what's being put out exactly I and I and I say that as well with DC but DC's track record is what it is you know it is what it is Marvel's track record again is what it is now on a broad scope I, I thought Thor Love and Thunder was a great movie did all the jokes hit for me no they did not but in the, in the broad scape of things, I went in there expecting a Taiki Watiti film, and that's what I got. Yeah, basically, when people ask, when people ask me, say, you think you thought I love a film? I say, yeah, did you? No, not yet. I say, and I basically just put it to them this way. Did you see Ragnarok? Yeah. Did you like it? If you liked it, you'll like this. If you didn't like it, you're not going like to like it's, this. It's pretty much it. And I'll leave it at that. Now, again, I People pick apart stupid things, though. Like, uh, you got 
Like I, I, need, I was gonna write a list, but I would be writing all day. But the things off the off the cuff is people are upset that Jane's can thing is saying that a person who lost a loved one to a gunshot should not go see a Dirty Harry movie because there's a lot of fucking gun shooting going on there. See, a lot of the stuff is there. It's everybody in this world. And I don't, I don't understand. It's to the tribe. The tribes are like micro tribes now. Like you got the cancer people tribe. You got the Tessa Thompson didn't give show. He was just white with no notes, and yeah. he had some tentacles. Yeah, and, and, he, and if you did people. that, they would could, look like dreads. Not only that, he would look like any other Star Wars alien because all the mm-hmm. Star Wars aliens gotta have tentacles. Christian Bell, the actor, not Christian Bell, the noseless CGI character. Yeah. We're going also back at the same time with the whole the change. I remember when I first heard of cancer, and it didn't even ring the bell to me because I was still young. Brian's song about Brian Piccolo, football yeah. player. He was dying of cancer. I didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? But it didn't affect me to the point where I'm like, I can't never watch a movie about cancer again. Oh. That's like me saying I can never watch a movie about a diabetic. <laughs> it's like... Wow, it's hitting too home, close to home for me. Or slavery. And I can't watch nothing about slavery and black people being treated bad. And it's hitting too close to home for me. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, hey, I understand cancer is a serious thing, but actually, for me, it hasn't affected me much to the point where I actually didn't remember it. I had a friend cancer and I didn't know it. I thought he was just wearing um, a wave cap, just. And then you got the things of. Natalie Portman got herself in this, some shape to play this role. And they CGI'd her height. Not by a lot, but to differentiate herself from Mighty Thor to, to, to Jane Foster. Now yeah. you got people saying, oh, she didn't even have to work out. They probably CGI'd all her muscles. I'm like, dude, really? You're wa- Again, you said watch the movie to enjoy the movie. These people are watching, watching the, the movie, movie to, pick, to, it to pick it apart for the dumbest things. The dumbest things. And <laughs> so, so they're already going into the movie with a negative point of I thought um, Odin stole the picture just because he was a total prick you I mean think, uh, not Odin you're right Zeus, Zeus. I thought Zeus was going to be like the, the, the you know the upstanding god guy that, and it totally was against type that he was a total prick and I thought he was great at it and I'm glad the fact that you know Spoilers, they didn't kill him off, and now they're gonna have like the Battle of Thor and Hercules, which something that everybody wanted to see and, and didn't know it. So it takes time again. You got people going, oh, the Guardians wasn't in it long enough. You want to know why? It wasn't a Guardians, it wasn't a Guardians movie. <laughs> Come on now, it's like people just you know, they're just. They just want, and they want to consume so much before you consume it. So, you know, relax. But also at the same time... I don't have nobody bitching and complaining that finally Jamie Alexander's back. They didn't explain where she was at, but I don't care. As a, a not a change. I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember back when when Dr. Pick on the gods. And, and, and of course, you would do the, the MacGuffin of him losing the stick, got to find the stick. Hey, Ultraman did it first. I'm saying he, had, he would always have to find the beta capsule when he dropped it or some shit like that. So, so I thought it was I for what for it was a Taiki film. I got a Taiki film. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like it with TV. Yeah, that's what you're going to were great. That everything in the CGI, special effects, all that stuff landed for me. I'm not one of these people that look at it and go, well, that sparkle didn't, you know. And I watch a lot of these new shows uh, on YouTube that are special effects people who make these things. And then they explain to you the reason why certain, the release date. Yeah. So when certain things don't hit with you, you need to realize that why ain't you got that job? Or you have to wait for somebody else to create. Exactly, because you got four or five special effects houses under the roof. And I was just like, uh, it, it, it interests me none right as of right now. But uh, James Cameron said he had to wait for their technique the second Avatar or something yeah, like second, that. Yeah. And while my has been out for for what I don't know. But if it's something that needed that needed to be made in order for him to do that movie that way, well, now it's made. Other people can benefit can from benefit. it. And the funny thing about it is James, James Cameron's company, Lightstorm, and his people are the ones who are where they actually had a whole wall, a half a circle, like uh, a 180, and it, and it projected. It was actually being shown like on like LED screens all around, so the actor is, is loaning that technology out to everybody, but I think that was a, a industrial light and magic deal. So, uh, again, James Cameron says until the technology catches up with his imagination, he won't make it, because he don't want to sell for less than. And uh, just getting back on the door, I thought like all the cameos were funny, the action was there. Was there a lot of God butchering? No. But you're trying to get a broader audience. You can't have this guy going around hacking up. He hacked up a guy right in the first scene. And, uh, thank God he, he bled out golden blood. Yes. But you but, can't have him do it like the comic book. But traveling also, from round and round and round. Yeah, but him. also at the same time, they gave uh, nondescript or guys that most people haven't heard of. So if they get killed, they can't get upset though. They killed my God. Blah, 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 exactly. Blah, 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 blah. One. You already got people bitching that. Hey, there's the God of Carpentry, and they never showed the God of Carpentry, but every Christian knows who the God of Carpentry was. Yeah. And I thought that was a great joke. Uh, they says all the gods are dead. But again, then you're saying you're making fun, and, and, and people just need to relax. This is a goddamn comic book movie, and leave it at that. So. Out of a five star, I gave it four point five, only because some of the jokes didn't hit with me. But other than that, I enjoyed it. Marvel hasn't failed me yet. No, and it's pretty much, and that's that's how I usually go. And I say, well, I guess I guess to that extent where I say people automatically go in with a negative point of view. Well, I guess I go in with a positive right, point right. of view. But that's only because of the track record, the track they record have with, that was built. That was built. And made to expect a good movie. And and you know what else is funny? It's it's just weird that you know, like any good thing, and, and it's like if you want to quote Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin from the very first Spider-Man movie, he said, "More people, more than liking a hero, they want to see a hero fail and fall." And you see that in your athletes, you see that in your politicians, you see that in your everyday people. You see that in your actors. People seem to get a hard on for watching the people that they put on that pedestal fall from that pedestal. Then this, and, and why? What's the fucking point? It ain't making your life any goddamn better. It's not. And 
I, I guess to that point that well, a while ago, I feel like I don't really hero worship to that extent. And right. I don't feel like if it's somebody I see on TV, I say, oh, I admire him as a, a, a nice actor. Yeah. Mm, will I want to meet him? Maybe. Right. <laughs> but 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 uh, I'm not going to say whether they rise or fall doesn't really affect, affect me. you or in, in your everyday life. So again, you want to see a good. Uh, you want to watch? Go, go to see a Marvel movie, which you will apparently. Because and then they're like, "Oh, it's it's losing so many viewers." And it's like, well, it made all the viewers in the beginning. And the sad thing is, Black Panther put everybody on notice, and now their expectations are high. Everybody's on Black Panther expectations. Black Panther Two is on Black Panther expectations. No one's gonna pass that expectation. It's just not gonna. It's no, not gonna happen. That was speaking of authority. That movie was lightning in a bottle. Right, and you can't repeat that. And even even Endgame, as great as that was, it didn't have that same boom and cultural significance as Black Panther. And, and nor should it. It was supposed to tell its story and its ending of that said story. So Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth, Christian Bale. Tessa Thompson, Russell Crowe, even little Luke Hemsworth, who's the shortest but the oldest, I think. And he's the shortest of the Hemsworth brothers. And Matt Damon. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the Gore's daughter, who was brought back in the end by Eternity, Eternity. is uh, Thor's real life daughter. Yeah, that's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Uh, A lot of the kids that were kidnapped were Christian Bale's kids. As well as uh, Natalie Portman's kids, which I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, just throw the kids in there. Why not? Although I, now I don't know if Idris Elba has kids. He looks was, just like him. That's though. what I was gonna say. I say so. Who was who was the who was little uh, Luke? I think his name was. Uh, no, his name was uh, uh, Axel. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know who he was, but he looked just like. And uh, he, he was a uh, Heimdall's son. So then Idris Elba had the cameo at the end. Yeah, but also, like I said, that's the same thing. Of if you get the right casting director, there should be no right. reason whatsoever for stuff like that to happen. But um, like like I was telling like I was telling somebody, say, like, yeah, it can't solve everything because then you won't have a movie. Right, right. Because right. somebody was because I actually had a, 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 a coworker of mine. Uh, he said he went and saw it. And then he said, well, I sort of didn't like the ending, he said, because now it makes me think about all of the uh, other stuff in the movies. I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, if Thor knew about this thing, then why did he go back? I said, well, one, it needed the Bifrost or more or less Stormbreaker to activate it. He didn't have that. He didn't have the mentality or knowledge or anything about that back in Thor 1. And, and the key word you said, mentality. Thor was raised as a warrior, not a thinker. Yeah. Not, not somebody who's going... And that's the funny part, is they always got him pontificating about life when he's a total dutz, because that's all he does is punch shit. His answer to everything is like, well, another great Thor adventure. I gotta go out and punch some shit. And, that's only, yeah. and it shows even if you watch the very first Thor movie to this movie, he's growing emotionally... But he still thinks that I have to hit something. That's the only thing I'm good for. And um, although the one thing I, I did found funny because I saw a meme on there 
where they just they I said Thor, the movie about a threesome from a man and his two toys. Because every time, like he sitting there trying to call me on there, yeah. Then all of a sudden, out of this, which is I, somewhat this, I did laugh at. I laughed at Stormbreaker slides up in the side, and be like, hmm? and, and all I kept thinking is, when do they get sentient? But in the comic books, they do. Yeah. So again, ending with Thor. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Four four point five, just like you. So good. I got it. I got it. And apparently a couple million other people got it and they paid for it with their money. Well the tune of right now, uh half a million dollars, so half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. (laughs) Half a billion dollars, which already made they already made twice. They already made the budget plus. So So now we're gonna switch to Marvel. MCU Marvel on Disney Plus. They had Miss Marvel. Now, but also at the same time, I'm like I know in the comics she's uh, inhuman. Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, already people start going into the series being negative. They say, "Well, she's not an inhuman." It's like, "Well, or you don't know yet." You don't know that yet, I say, because... Or they didn't like the, the depiction of her powers. If you would have just made her stretch her hands and feet, and then you came out with a Fantastic Four movie, then you would have said that Mr. Fantastic, to the people who do not know, yeah. is a ripoff, ripoff of Miss Marvel. Of Miss Marvel. So, I watched this show. So, yeah, so I go, so I went in partially knowing some of her, but not really full... I, Mainly through like some of the games and the media right, that right. I consumed, but I hadn't read many of her uh, comics. But basically, I knew she was a Muslim girl that lived in Jersey City. I say wanted to be a hero. Yeah, that wanted to be a hero, and I think for for at least for me, the Jersey part of it, like okay, you I like have I a, like the whole thing because basically, when you think about it, most Marvel characters don't want to be a hero. It's always like I got these powers. They got these powers. Accident, blah blah blah. This one is she just won. She well, yeah, because basically she she was a fan. She idolizes a lot of them, but there's one particular one. We'll get to that in the end. So so, yeah, sir. Well, you didn't say that in the beginning because she wants to be Captain Marvel, but even in her real life, she doesn't know where she fits in. Yeah, she. A Pakistani American? Is she just an American? Is she a New Jerseyan? Is she a girl? You know, she's 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 a teenager wrestling with all these questions and trying to fit in. And from her, if I remember correctly, to be specific, sixteen-year-old girl. Right. So, and, like, it's you're at that point yeah. in life where you, again you're trying to find your spot. And and in this version, fantastic things are happening to her. And I like the fact that the right thing, again, I said a million times, people can hate all you want to hate. We were living in a world of blonde haired, blue eyed characters for decades. For decades. Where we it's never more or less the inception of not only, not television only, and media. Not only did the blonde haired, blue eyed people take the blonde haired, blue eyed roles, they took the roles of brown people. They took the roles of black people. They took the roles of Asian Asians, people, and they were all played by blonde-haired, blue-eyed people or brown-haired. Where I'm getting at is white people ran Hollywood. 
no matter what ethnicity they needed to portray on the screen, it was always white people portraying those people and writing about those people yeah. and writing them very wrong and stereotypes. Yeah, I was going to say they were writing the stereotypes. Well, now you got you got Pakistani and Muslim writers and directors and producers who know the culture. That's very fucking important to some people. I don't know. Yeah, it's like or, or, or if, if we didn't, we would have got a Luke Cage from the 70s in the comic books where he was saying sweet Christmas every five minutes. No black people don't say that shit, but somebody told some white guy that black people said that shit, so he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Or he might have heard one black guy say it once. On the street. I mean, like, something like, oh, sweet Christmas. Brothers speak like that all the time, you know what I mean? No, we don't. We really don't. Maybe Christmas. But we even, uh, but we seen that countless times. Black Panther. Pretty much writer, directors, most right. of the cast, that most of the much, crew. That pretty much got the ball going. Yeah. And then, uh, but Marvel continued to do it because then you got, um... Shang-Chi. You had Shang-Chi. So as far as for movies, and then even with television, you had just just the previous show, Moon Knight. All of those were pretty much Egyptian. Yeah. And they still were bitching. Well, why, why ain't the main character, uh, uh, he's, why is he not Jewish? That fucking part of the character, to a people who don't know no better, maybe happened five, ten years ago? Back in the 70s when Moon Knight came out, his religion was moot. Zero. Didn't yeah. matter. It wasn't even in there. Somebody, a, when a writer gets it in the comic books, like, like any writer or artist, he it adds and embellishes on that story to make that story his own. And, yeah. that's what they, and they added all the best bits of Moon Knight, and they created something, in my opinion, totally different. And I, I Moon Knight was my jam, yeah. and I thought, I thought, well, nobody's passing this. Then I watched Miss Marvel, and then realized that this girl, Iman Galani, Never acted a day in her life. Yeah. Took a fucking, uh, found something on a, a, that her aunt sent her and she applied for this fucking role. Got it. She's from Canada. She's Pakistani. She lives the life. It was literally her playing herself. Plus, yeah. she would play Miss Marvel that, that, that Halloween. So, it was almost like it was meant to be. So, whenever I watch her and I watch her acting, it amazes me by me. This chick's never did this before. He's in there with like professionals like Mohan Kapoor, who plays her dad, who's like a fucking real deal. Or uh, Zenobia Truth, she's an Indian uh, actress too. And of course, you got some Pakistanis, very little, right? Why they hired two Indians to play her parents when they couldn't hire two Pakistani actors? I'm like, come on. Yeah. They're, giving you the mu- they're giving you as much as they can we're give you. Tr- yeah, we're trying to give we're you as much as possible. It ain't like they hired a black dude, a white dude, painted them brown and said, "All right, well, we ran and out then, of black and, <laughs> It's not like they hired Parker Stevens, exactly, and painted them dark and didn't have them shake dark. New fibers alive, so hey, I couldn't believe that dude wasn't Indian. I didn't know. <laughs> now I feel like yo, fuck that movie, man. <laughs> that way, you pretty much got the Johnny movie. fucking five. Fuck all. But um, so that I, I more or less applaud them for. Trying as hard as possible to get things during COVID, yeah, during COVID, as authentic as possible with the people that the show should be representing being written and starred by those people. And you had the lives of those people where it wasn't like 
Then it flash a big bright light saying, all right, alert, we're going to talk about the fact this family's Muslim. We're going to talk about the fact you're going to a mosque. We're going to talk about the fact that they pray, you know, on this day of the week, or they eat this type of food, or they act this type of way. It just was, let's film it, because that's their everyday life, and if we don't draw attention to it, you don't draw attention to it. But if, if the fans watch it and they learn something from it, that's a good thing as well. So it wasn't like they're trying to be preaching, is what I'm getting at. And besides, like the Muslim part of it, even with the just that culture, some of it I didn't know. Like one thing, I'm um, I keep forgetting to look up. I'm guessing it's more like like a either a term or endearment or something like that. But uh, so I'm guessing it's like a mother to daughter. When I kept when Nani called her mother Beta, I was like, so is that a nickname? No, at first when no, when first when Kamala's mom called her beta, I said, "Well, I wonder if that's just a nickname." Right. But then when Nani called the mom that, I said, "Well, maybe it's a term of endearment from mother to daughter, or something, and not just a nickname for Kamala." Which I have yet to keep forgetting to look up to see what it actually means. But yeah, so even like just some culture stuff, and the fact that they traveled to Pakistan. We got to see Pakistan in a superhero light, and the fact that there's a group of superheroes in Pakistan, the Red Daggers, that protect the innocent and do all this other stuff, fighting against the jinn. I think that's a really cool idea. Like, wow, you mean to tell me not all superheroes live in fucking New York City? So I and, thought the whole that whole part of the story really touched base with me. And also right there now, I wonder how much that's going to play into further Marvel cinematic and TV stuff because they introduced Jin. Right. Even if it's just in talking about it. So, right now I can't think of any uh, characters off the top of my head, but the, but they somewhat it still fits with it's another universe right. or it's a... Uh, and they're talking about multiple realms yeah. and universes and so it blends right in. It's no different than Shang-Chi talked about. There's a realm there. You know, then you got, the, you know, the 616 universe with the Kree and all that. But it all works all because of Loki. The Loki series make everything work. When you have questions for anything, you go, oh, shit, according to Loki, all this shit is fucking canvas. Yeah. And I, I also, um, I did dig her well, for what they did with them. I did dig her powers. I mean... I liked them because they were more cinematic. Yeah. But also, they gave people, like, at times, what they wanted when she used her powers to, quote-unquote, embiggen herself. And she even said it at the very last episode. So, yeah, whereas she got the longer legs, she got the, the longer arms and stuff. And yeah, it was due to her powers, but yet she still did it. I'm not, and, you, and again... I mean, devil's advocate, you always got that group. Her powers are too much like Green Man. Really? I don't see that. Uh, yeah, I don't see, I see Oh, what? The fact that it's light based. Uh, the light base is coming from her. From the bracelet. I was going to say, but they're not saying. They didn't give you all that yet. But they did hint that she may be. But yeah, because. What, what they're saying she may be. But then even um, the. Yeah, heart like construct. If anything, 
trying to think. Hard light constructs. If anything, I think that was like, was that Havoc? No, Havoc shot like plasma surface oh. or something. But yeah, Green Lantern did a hard light. But yeah, but um, but, yeah, but the only yeah, the, the closest thing the, yeah, the two things you have as I'm sitting here looking at an energy battery for Green Lantern, uh, there was some type of piece of jewelry right. that helped you do Focus. hard light constructs. And, and I think that's that, the closest you can say. That's the closest you can get. And I think if she took that bracelet off, she still can do what she can do because there's that her friend Bruno said, you know, her powers come from herself. That that bracelet just focused her powers. Yeah, at the, and they never got to that yet. Yeah, that was starting because it was also the um, where's her name? The I guess antagonist. The mom, Cameron's mom. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. Her, that's name. Uh, her name is Najima. No, uh, name. no, I thought Najima was her friend that worked in the school. Oh no, nah, Najima the, was the villainess. It was Cameron's mom, the girl that worked at the school. That's Zoe, the white girl, and you're talking about Nakia. The, oh, Nakia. Nakia yeah. was the one who wanted to run for like head of Mosque head or of Mosque. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So again, you, you, but you even know. then, the mom said that she's part Jin. Right. So even that inside can be can give a reason as to why she can do what she can do. Now, she probably didn't discover it until she got the bangle. Right. But, but it could have always been in there. there's two bangles, and I'm at the impression now at the last episode, Cal Danvers knows where that other bangle is. That's why they switched spots. Yeah, that's what he was going to get like, to. Like the original Captain Marvel with, with uh, Marvel Mar-Vell. and Rick Jones, they would bang their mega bands together and they would switch spots, places. So that's why I think they're going with this. Surprise, surprise, spoiler alert. If you ain't even watching it, shame on you. I liked a lot of backstories. I like the fact that Cameron has powers because he's from that realm. Similar to Miss Marvel's powers. Yeah, they were called the clandestine. The clandestine. And that was as an old obscure Marvel group. Yeah. And uh you, the, you had you had you had Bruno, who was the man in the chair the, for the show. The home home dimension was called Noor. Yeah, and I think that's what her powers were called in number two, and white. Yeah. So I could that I, I judge things on rewatchability. And Miss Marvel has a very good rewatchability rate. Yeah, because there's that was there was like some things that I was I don't look I was like I would watch it because I I know it was a coming of age and fell heart or well, feel good type of things but also at the same time I'm look, like, looking at some of the like some of the action some of the death I'm like yeah and again remember this is it's about TV. a six yes yeah, TV but also about a 16 year old girl so all this stuff is basically focusing around her yeah. but like now it also again being Marvel it brings in real life because when they were being chased Bruno and Cameron. Cameron went to the mosque. She said, why'd you come here? He said, it's a mosque. It's a sacred place. She said, no, this is a mosque in the United States. 
Homeland Security probably got us on here. FBI. Hell, even the sanitation department has probably got us on watch. This is what you probably do. And it's all true. And they, I like when they put in real life shit like that. And the fact that they were rude and ignorant. Cut them sad. The fact that it always happens. But as soon as they walk in, everybody automatically hide up all of their IDs and nothing else. So yep. once they go to talk, oh, what? Need something else? Right, right, right. So. And I loved it. I loved the fact they made fun of Marvel's uh, go to disguise. Put a hat and sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully our friend Saladin is watching. But also, and so, I haven't talked to him about this yet. Yeah. But hopefully he's watching this because it's 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 pretty legit. And I just wanted to get his uh, point of view on this as well. But, uh, but uh, again, the acting was good. The cast was great. Special effects for a TV show. Yeah. And uh, sadly, also the other thing about it is they what they brought to the fact of when Agent Devers went to the school with a bunch of. Uh, Thugs. Armed thugs to go after basically. So there's basically now shooting in a school where it's, um, no pull back. He said you seem to be a, basically there was media or whatever that you're now causing a scene at a school with kids involved. But again, that's like the and I think I like the fact that someone got on the internet. And said, "Come out and support." And all the, and the neighborhood came to support. Yeah, there's time. two, there's two uh, kids that they're trying to basically take down, and, and so the whole city, or well, as much of the city as possible, yeah, the came. The neighborhood came to support. And this neighborhood seen for itself that no, these aren't dangerous people. One of them's literally saved their lives a bunch of times, a bunch right of times, in front of right in front of them, and. The, the other, other one was scared. Misunder- yeah, scared and misunderstood because he's being hunted down by the government. Oh, and it's the same group that our friend Tony Stark built. He created the fucking uh, yeah. uh, damage, control. damage control. Which is spread out through Marvel properties, even if it's being... Because uh, that was the same group that was in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So... And sometimes on the Agents of Shield. Yeah. So again, in closing, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, and then the yes, you also do have the uh, end credit scene for the last of the series. Although I did, I did get a little chuck of the voice saying, "Yes, yeah, she's totally a superhero." Although where was those powers when she actually when she dropped me and I broke my leg? But still, she's cool. You were busy going around stealing people's sneakers as well. So, yeah. Good show. I really enjoyed it. I gave, in my, that was a five-star show. Yeah, a five-star show. I, I put it this way. I'm anxious to see season two. Oh, yeah. And again, it's got a good rewatchability. So, we go but from, Probably before we see her in season two, we will see her in the Marvels with Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo and Captain Marvel. So now, quick switch didn't come out yet. It will be coming out in August. She-Hulk. I looked at that trailer and I was like, "This is going to be really good." Because it's supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm waiting to see how. 
can we are they gonna lean heavy into this comedy or is it just gonna be like they're gonna have comedic moments in it but it's gonna star Tatiana Milani, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Tim Roth, Benedict Wong, Jamila, uh, Jamila, Jamila Lizzo. It's basically telling the story of Jennifer Walters, who is a cousin of Bruce Banner's, who gets injured in some unknown way. I don't read, I haven't seen it, it hasn't came out yet, but in the comic book, she was targeted for assassination by the mob. We don't know how it's gonna play out on this show, but she, due to lack of blood loss, um, she gets a blood transfusion by her cousin, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, and he transfers his Hulk condition to her. Yet she has more control of it, and she seems to embrace being a Hulk more than Bruce, where she doesn't mind being, uh, an, she's an introvert as Jennifer Walters, Jennifer Walters she's an extrovert as to She-Hulk. So I looked at the trailer and looked. Within 24 hours, everybody who's an expert in CGI went insane. Yep. And they went from she looked cartoony, she looked like Shrek, she died, yada, yada, yada. Everybody became an expert within 24 hours. I'm not an expert in it. And I got, and I knew, and I remember when I told you, I said, I know why people are feeling the way they feel. But it was just my hypothesis, and then magically I was right, I guess, because I seen a show on card on the Corridor channel called SFX Guys, and, it's, and it's, they discuss good CGI, bad CGI, crazy. And they say the reason why people are feeling the way they feel at the She-Hulk, and the same logic that I had was, green is an unnatural color for a human being. Yeah. We usually, are, if we're green and gills, they're saying we're sick. We're sick. So we are subconsciously, when we see something green, it's otherworldly. It's it's sickly. It's not good. So then you got that. But then you you but, add on to the beauty. She hulk doesn't turn into this monstrous no. creature that she, Ruffalo turned into. Yeah, she uh, she became a bigger version of her pretty self. Yeah, and then. When you add the green to it, your brain is going, she cute, she green, but what the hell? You know, and your brain can't handle that. What do they call it? The, um, the uh, uncanny valley. The uncanny valley of it. Exactly. If she was jet black, you could handle it. But if she was white, I mean pure white, mm -hmm. you could handle it. That's why the avatar creatures are taller and blue. They could have been flesh tone, mm -hmm. but then you would have had the uncanny valley. They have been pinkish. Um, you you have the same problem you, that Final Destination has with movies. But now, but this is the thing though. They also I'm probably sorry, have a problem face. with it. They also have a oh yeah that spirit within one. Yep, and everybody said it was a great movie, but I couldn't stop looking at her face. Something's going on with her face. Yeah, it's the because they also back then the technology while it was up to it was up to date it still wasn't where it needed to be. Right. But also what I say is, one also is because she's female. Because yeah. people don't really have that much of a problem with the Hulk. Yeah, because he's large, he's out of proportion. Uh, I don't think you really see a Hulk neck because his head is jammed onto his yeah. body. Yet female She-Hulk is very... Statuesque. Statuesque, good word. She's 
I mean, if you really want to bitch about it, then why don't you just hire Jay Cargill to play the role? Then you'd be bitching that the black chick is playing the black chick. Mm-hmm. But, but she's green, <laughs> so you can't tell that she's black. <laughs> but then you'd be bitching about that. But, but uh, also, at the same time, now, being that I can't remember, it's been so far back, but I'm trying to remember how people felt about Kamara. Because I don't think I remember hearing much. They didn't. And the reason why is because she had human proportions. She was still five foot three. So it's the combination of all of that. All of that. Yep. Of being that she's female, she's tall, and then oh, she's. Oh, and I take that back. Color. There was a small group of people that bitched that uh, Zoe Saldana was playing Gamora. Uh, that character was written for a white girl. I can't remember her name. Pretty famous white actress, and then when she found out she was going to be under the chair for over three hours, she bowed out. Yeah, so that's not always out down the fault. It was the first actress. They bitched about it until the show became a hit. Now all of a sudden, it's our favorite show. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole thing was: is 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 Drax green or is he correct? Or is it? And consensus is from. The director, he's great, and they're like, "Want the comics green?" Well, the movie's great. Yeah. But why is he not green? Because we already got a green person. Because we already got a green person on the team. <laughs> and then later we're gonna get a person, a person dressed in all green. Right. So and, and it's and the weird thing is, if anybody's bitch should be bitching about anything, it's like Marvel got a lot of blue people. Yeah. The people too. that Thor saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Wandu's people. Decree. Not a new people. But I'm not complaining. You know, again, this is stuff that I've been waiting for since a childhood. We finally get to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I go back to David Hasselhoff with an eye patch playing, oh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. Nick Fury. So. Yeah, well, I, well, in the comics, Nick Fury didn't do like that. Well, in. At some point, somebody took it their big idea of making Samuel, making uh, Nick Fury look like Samuel Jackson in the Ultimates, which ended up, <laughs> which, which ended up as a, a lucrative thing for Sam Jackson because he like, well, y'all use my likeness without asking. <laughs> so, uh, where's that contract? So yeah, so changes in the comics at times can be for the better. For the better, I mean. Also, at the same time, some of the changes won't exactly play right. How do you think it would have wound up being Guardians of the Galaxy two when Ego was just a planet and nothing just else, a big head with a face on the planet? So the great the, change, <laughs> yeah, and also giving. You give a little bit of shine to Starlord, who's basically a regular person in the comic books for fancy guys. And you're saying he's, he's part, half Yeah, yeah, he's half, half basically uh, half a celestial. So again, she all catching the hell from the fans that know it all. Oh, I think they didn't know see it all. It, Didn't see an episode one. Well, it was in the trailer. Um, here's the thing. Trailer houses put out uh, what's, what they think will... Pull so what you see in the trailers isn't always in the movie. Yeah, a lot of shit is missing. A lot of dialogue, a lot of action, <laughs> everything is missing. It's like, so, yeah, 
the trailer is supposed to get me to say, oh, that looks interesting. That's it. It's not supposed to tell you the whole story. Then if that's the case, why don't you just watch the trailer and not go see the movie? But so, yeah, again, She-Hulk looks to be good. I can't wait to see it. And we don't have that long to get because it premieres August 17th of 2022. Yep, so it's not too far. So then we got, uh, skipping off of Marvel now, we're going to Star Wars. What you think of Obi-Wan? Well, he had the high ground. Which always been a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I brought it up. But, um, but the fact that, like, when I first looked at it, I saw, I was like, who's that? Oh, then I saw the way the hair does it. Oh, so that's a little Leia. I like the story they told. Yeah. I like, I think they did the back, uh, backstory, the backstories better than they did with, uh, they, Boba Fett. Yeah, I was going to say, backstory is better than Boba Fett. Yes, I will say that. And I think if you take Boba Fett now, knowing what we've seen, and I still like that show, but the backstories were just all over the place. Yeah. If you put them in sequential order, those, that Boba Fett would have been a, a, a much better show. By yeah. the way, he was nominated for Emmys. Does that mean you don't win anything? No. But you were nominated. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Marvel movies. Uh, Moon Knight nominated for 80. So, I think uh, having uh, the, the original actors, Ewan McGregor and uh, Christensen, uh, play the two main roles and the fact, again the hatred of the fandom is just ridiculous they hated the fact there was a black chick that was, was a goddamn s- character in this I was going to say uh, Reva I'm like do you, you, you that hard up on this shit the fact that of the, not, not her character which was an original character by the way yeah, the so, you can't, so you can't say what that was a what Right. No. This is just created. But but you don't have a problem with Lando. You know, Lando was like the original only black dude that was in the Star Wars movies for a while. Yeah. Until Finn showed the fuck up. Well, actually, no. Lando, Finn, and then uh, Mace. Yeah, if you're going chronologically. Oh, if you're going chronologically, Mace was the first. Oh, yeah. If, well, if you go in Star Wars chronologically, yeah, it's Mace. Then, but, um,. And then Ben Finn. So, oh wow, three. What a shock! Three people in the Star Wars universe, and you're more spanning four of seventy, eighty, ninety. Was it five decades? Yeah. Uh, my man, they don't right now. It just so that so that happened. But but here's the thing: all three of those are male. Right, right, and that's another thing. You don't want to give a, a woman powers. Are you but, insane? But also at the same time, I don't, I didn't, well, because half the time, if it's negative, I don't, I, I try to stay away from it. With uh, Ahsoka Tan. That's a woman of color playing it. But then again, she's also. Yeah, what the part about a. Uh, so Katana being played by Rosario Dawson. Thank God she was picked. You got Rosario Dawson and you got Mercedes Carvano, uh, aka Sasha Banks, 
all in the Star Wars universe as pretty much badasses, I guess, if you want to put exactly. it that way. And then it's funny, and you'll hear it a lot, especially if you go on the sites to see what movies are coming out next, they'll go, oh, and then there's Captain America 4 starring, you know, the guy that was the, you know, the Falcon. No, he's not the Falcon. He's Captain, he's Captain America. America. Sam Wilson is Captain America. Then it's like, well, is there any hope of bringing back, you know, Chris Evans in the role of, of, of Captain America? And Chris Evans says unequivocally, Sam Wilson is now Captain America. Yeah. And, and, and if you did try to sneak him in there, which I don't see Marvel doing, it would be a disservice to the whole series of yeah. why he became Captain America in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can say, well, there can be more than one Captain America. Yeah, multiverse. Yeah, let's do it that way. But until then, don't worry about it. Let Sam Wilson's Captain America be Captain America. And let, I think, forget his name, Joaquin. I can't remember the character's last name, but we've seen him in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as Captain America's tech man. They have been yeah. in the Falcon. He left him the wingsuit. Yeah. So that, that'll that work. So, again, uh I thought Obi-Wan was done well. I like the backstories of, uh, I like the fact that whenever Obi-Wan was dreaming, Anakin seen it. And whenever Anakin was dreaming, Obi-Wan seen it. So their, their force sensitivity was getting stronger and stronger when he passed the moment. And I thought the little girl who played Leia, shit, I could have swore that was Carrie Fisher with her attitude. So she was perfect. <laughs> yeah. She was perfect. Um, you know, it's uh, played by Vivian Lara Blair. But yeah, as soon as I saw Jimmy Smith, so I was like, oh, Balagana. Right. I was like, so this had, so this was after, basically, technically, the show was taking place after episode three, which was like yeah, the yeah. sixth. The, the kids are grown five years after, or, or, or ten years after. Whatever episode three. Because they're ten was. years old. That's episode three. And Revenge the Sith. Because, you know, you got. Uh, you got because uh, Owen Lars, Rue Lars. I was about to say you see, you seen a cameo from in Uncle Owen, and Uncle Owen was the same actor that played him in in, uh, in, in three year in episode three. I forget the name. Dale, uh, Joel Edgerton is his name. He's a pretty, pretty accomplished actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, but I thought. Everything, everything kind of tied it up really well. Like the fact that Obi Wan stopped using Force was kind of weird. It's like so. I guess he figured if he doesn't use the Force, they won't be able to track him. Hey, because we even had the more cameos of Henry uh, Dermite and Palpatine show up. Even um, well, I wasn't gonna say Boba Fett, but technically wasn't Boba Fett. Oh yeah, it was but the actress. No, but I'm saying, but yeah, but the actor. Uh, tomorrow, Morrison showed up as a homeless veteran, clone veteran, or something. Yeah. So they, they at least keep. When you add little bits like that, it shows that you're 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 not just paying fan service. You're paying you're paying that you're showing that you're paying attention. Yeah. That some some of this stuff should be taking place in in certain aspects of any show or movie. So. When you when you pepper it just for the sake of peppering it in there, like <clears throat> like Superman showing up for lunch, and 
what, what you're saying. Uh, that, that was just straight yeah, fan service that really had nothing to do with anything. Considering we're never going to, at the rate they're going, we're never going to see uh, Henry Cavill as Superman. That's why they didn't show his face. So. <clears throat> I liked, I liked, uh, I thought that was a good 4.5 show as well. <coughs> so I liked Obi-Wan. What you think, Obi-Wan? Uh, I would probably put it uh, as far as if we're going by just Star Wars on TV. I'll, yeah. I'll do Mandalorian, then Obi Wan, then Boba Fett. As far as the ones I like. That's fair. Because, again, even though what little we knew about Boba Fett was just a little bit that you I seen on screen because I didn't read all right, of the right, right. You know, I think and so. some fans are pissed at that because it's like, but well, a lot of that stuff is not canon because it's not owned. Yeah, so it depends, or if it is or if it isn't. But mainly, what I seen was oh, so Finnick Chan was the badass of the show, and right. I would I would have liked to see more of Obi Wan being uh, not Obi Wan of uh, uh, Boba Fett of being, being that, or just just give me the fi- just give me the Finnick Chan. So Boba Fett was more like a uh, Tony Soprano. Yeah, like I, I think that's that's what it was somewhat describing it as. He's just a mob boss. But again, your order seems correct. Mandalorian, Obi Wan, Boba Fett, and then whatever ones you got coming out. Because I know you got a uh, coming out. Uh, you got Soka, You got Bad Breed. Was it Bad Breed? Cassius Endor. Who I have no idea who that is. I just know he was in that first uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, what was that movie called? Oh, what are you talking about? The, um, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah, that guy. He's getting his own show. I don't know why it would, that character merits his show, but let's see what happens. So switching <coughs> off of Star Wars, we got another show that's coming out that hasn't hit the. It's not going to dead. It's going straight to Hulu. It's called Prey. It's by uh, Track. I forget his name. Mark is Mark Traxenberg. Uh, the director. I believe so. Uh, and it, it just was one of those flicks that I never. I always thought of different scenarios of how you would put the Predator into another fucking Dan Trachtenberg. Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, he did the. Uh, he did uh, Cloverfield Lane, and I liked that. It was creepy. And it looked like it was going one way, and you wanted it to go the other way, but then when you got used to it going the way it was going, it did go to that other way, you know, aliens and shit like that. But, um, Prey is basically a movie that took, takes place 300 years before the first Predator film. Oh, sort of like stuff we were talking about right. a lot, of going back to... Uh, not as modern times because modern weapons you might stand a chance but yeah you go back to when it was either musket or even Indians which is bows and arrows and stuff and that's where they're going yeah with with, with Native Americans and I think uh, I think that's a smart move I think it's very interesting and it tells that story of the gun that the elder predator gives to Danny Glover and Predator 2 so this is the elder predator, not yet an elder, obviously, because it's 300 years ago, and I like that whole idea. Oh, and here's a, 
I fought, they hired Native Americans to name this fucking movie. Amber Mid Thunder. I love that name. Amber Mid Thunder. That shit's insane. Um, Stephanie Matthias, Michelle Thrush, and a guy named Julian Black Anthony. And Dakota Beaver. I was about to say, I sound like a porn name, but it sounds Dakota cool. I, I love it. And I like the fact, again, that, like you said, it's it's taking place back in, uh, in a time where modern weaponry that did nothing to this fucking thing last time we seen it. So, I like the whole fact that they gotta go back 300 years. But at the same time, the predators also go back 300 years. They're not as technologically advanced as they are in, uh, the last predator fiasco that we've seen, where they're now genetically splicing and all that So it shows that the characters, the creatures, and their and their whole uh, world, they evolve just like everybody else. Yeah. So I like the fact that the, uh, you know it's hunting natives. You know the, the, the baddest of the bad that are taking on the uh, colonizers coming into the country. So I like that storyline. I like. I don't know what n- nothing else about it. I just know that it's a girl hunting, uh, being hunted. I always want to see a girl. Hell, I really want to see a female predator, but you know, I take what I can get. And now back now, that's all the positive stuff I can think of. Now we got the negative. You got that group of people that got, got as you say, the toxic fandom that say this is bullshit. How is we supposed, as fans, supposed to believe that this young girl? can beat a predator. And that's the point. You're not supposed to believe You're not supposed to believe her. Because last time I checked, fucking six foot two, 250 pound Arnold Schwarzenegger did not beat the predator. Nope. How did that How did that creature die? The creature died by suicide when he set off his uh, the bomb to try to take and it out. And before then, Arnold set all these booby traps up, right? Mm-hmm. And the predator killed himself by stepping in the wrong spot. Yep, and that, he died by it. He got caught. He didn't die. He got injured by an accident. Arnold he, didn't even do that. He got yeah. He put, he, Arnold wanted him to go through one side. He of that set up hole. a trap that the that the uh, predator didn't even step into he the way in, he wanted it. Right, one, he, he died. He got hurt by accident. Then he committed suicide. Yep. Then you fast forward to Danny Glover. I was gonna say Danny Glover killed his. Danny Glover killed his, but with help of Predator Tech and a one-armed Predator to fight. Yeah. So you, so you, if any human killed a Predator, Danny won, but with caveats. Yeah. And then the other Predator movies were like uh, the Alien versus Predator. The first one was a, t- a tag team. Yeah, it was a, a, a wow. He teamed up with a black it was a black, girl. It was a black <laughs> woman and a predator to take out the alien queen. The alien. They put they put their their their, their, their differences aside. aside. And the enemy fought. and my enemy and my friend. We right. got mutual cells. Yeah. And then the predator. The, the one afterwards, we don't even. That's the ugly stepchild of my. Oh, right, but did, but did you notice what I said? I said the predators. I skipped yeah, skip over right it. to that one. Yeah, <laughs> I skipped. I forgot it. about predators. So predators was the same thing. It's like you so sort of had humans killing some, but not but really. Not really. And then you had because you had help from another predator at the time. Yeah. And uh, and then still, it, it was a, a wide open ending so you don't know who really wins or if they're staying on this planet or what and then you had that 
dumpster fire that everybody thought, including us, is going to be the fucking the movie to bring it home. You know, to bring us back. Yeah. Hey, it's got the the guy who helped with the first one. Yeah, that, yeah and that didn't help. I mean, you had a ragtag group of mentally challenged military guys suffering from PTSD. And they all died, by the way. Yeah. Except for the mentally challenged child who has who had a... And uh, the female. And the female. Well, I might be biased, she but... She went from being a scientist to fucking a warrior. A warrior, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I'm biased, but the last good Predator thing I saw was Recall. Yeah, I wonder... Yeah, that one was good. So, this new movie can do nothing less... It would always be a step up from the last one that that boxed me. My, I mean, it ain't even out yet. I mean, because you have to really try to be suckier than that movie. I'm sorry, that movie was hard. So that's a movie that I can't wait to see. It's coming out on Hulu. That's also in August. August fifth. And. I like the fact that the predator that they show is a, he's not one of these massive that fucking Hulk thing and and he's not yeah, as not big as Uber Ian. super duper predator. Right. He's not that big and he's not as big as uh forget his name, Ian uh, I wanna say Ian Holm, but that's not his But yeah. the big English guy that from Brandon and Craig before Bob. So make him a little more nimble. Now I wonder if there's gonna he's gonna be the size that Jean Claude Van Damme would have been if he was the Predator. Well, you only got a couple weeks to find out. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. So, we're going to close this show with one last bit of news. And, and again, this doesn't affect me, or, or I know it ain't affecting you, but it's just funny how things go. So, in the world of wrestling, we have, neither one of us, I can, I think it's safe to assume, we have not watched much WWE. Because the shows are just atrocious. What I find more interesting... Only in highlight clips. Yeah. What I find more interesting is the fact that now they find that Vince was paying off a girl uh, having an affair. Is that a shot? Not to me it's not. No. Not when he's... Basically winking at the camera beforehand and talk about being a genetic uh, jackhammer and his super semen and all this other bullshit. Yep. But the thing is, is that illegal? No. If people, some people's moral judgment, it's probably bad. But the only illegal part I see in this is if he used corporate money. Yeah. So. What they, I think, what's gonna happen is they're gonna get him with this. With the first chick, they said he, he paid her three million dollars hush money. If that money came from his personal account, there ain't shit you can do about it. Nope. But what they're gonna say is, did she deserve a fucking double raise in pay? That's corporate money. I think it was even more than that. I think she was making like fifty thousand or seventy five thousand, something, like yeah. something like that, and then she wound up being paid three hundred thousand overnight. And then, yeah, what do you do about the head of fucking talent relations? Because then Vince passes, passes her off to John Laurinaitis, and John Laurinaitis is banging. 
So nobody is, you know what, and I ain't in the position to sit there and say what's good or bad. But no one wants to bash the chick. Is she a, she, she's innocent in all this? She's the one getting paid. No, they'll say, well, she was an opportunist. I say, yeah, that could be one word, but... I mean, I don't, I mean, no one wants to say nothing negative about the woman because of this Me Too movement. Right? Everybody's scared. But the bottom line is this. You can't have an affair without the other person. Why don't we talk about the other person? She took the money. She did. She could have lied, not took the money, and went straight but to the police. It's more or less. Did it happen? I wasn't in the room, so I don't know. But Vince McMahon is pretty much a well-known to an extent, mono person. So, everybody knows about Linda McMahon. So, that means he's married. So, at best, or, or at worst, she she knows she's committing adultery. If you want to get into that part. But then accepting money to shut up about it, that don't look good business-wise. Right, but as long as it ain't business, like, yeah, come it, money? Yeah. But if, because if it was just a payoff, it could have been out of his pocket. But if her salary increased automatically, exponentially, because of said thing, then that's done with corporate finances. And I guess the uh, board of directors would like to say something about that. Even even if it happened before there was the quote-unquote merger. Yeah. And also what's weird to me is like no one's talking about it much is that one of the members of the board who was under this investigative committee just fucking quits the company last week because uh, I don't have time. Out of the blue, now you don't have time to be working for WWE. You know, and then then WWE now announces that they're going to slowly uh, give it a PG-13. And now see, here's another thing. With a lot of the changes going on right now, I don't want to say rapidly, but at a faster pace that WWE used to do and stuff, if things go wrong, they have a scapegoat to blame yep. in Stephanie McMahon. And I think that's sadly that's what they put her in the spot for. Because people are saying, well, she's not just a uh, she's not just a yes person uh, with Vince in the back. We'll see. We'll see. Because, yeah, look at that. People are like, look at all the changes. Uh, look at all the people getting pushes and this and that. That shit ain't had nothing to do with Steph. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going like, uh, so you're in a part of the booking committee? Because all that shit was, uh, you know, people like uh, Austin, uh, hey, what's his name? It's not, it's not oh, on Aries. Uh, I was about to say he was being pushed by Vince before all this shit came down, mm-hmm. and now you're finding out that there's three other women. One was a female manager. Who do you think that could be? Mm, there's not many of them. That's right. So I'm thinking Marlena, maybe. Let's see. Look, you got Marlena. You got Sunny. You got Sable. Sable. You got Sunny, Sable, Marlena. Uh, uh, uh. Hey. Sensational Sherry, but she's dead. Yeah. Um, St. Luna, but she's dead. So, um, so again. Wait, was no? She was just an EMT and a thing. So she wasn't. Yeah, she technically wasn't a manager. 
I say, I believe what Chris Jericho said. He's going to say, in 11 months, no one's going to care mm-hmm. because they're going to say, this is just wrestling, and wrestling is just what it is. It's a big yep. circus. And they're going to go back to business. Uh-huh. But so that's the thing. You're talking about the stuff that's in front of you on screen. That's what's behind the scenes has nothing to do with the wrestling, and that's what you need to focus on. But that's how people, people look down at the business of pro wrestling anyhow, so they're, they're not even going to take this shit seriously. So, <clears throat> with that, I'm not going to take it seriously. Again, I ain't got no goddamn stakes in this fucking company, and I don't watch the product, so. Nope. Speaking of which, uh, next time you hear us, we're going to be doing a watch along of Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. So, you would on that show. <coughs> Excuse me, same black time, same black channel, the Blacklisted Podcast. We'll see you when we see you. Save the butt.